This is your station, your music, the world famous WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Helms. It's a show where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. I'm joined, as usual, by Mr. Jordan Moment. We also have an exciting slate of one guest calling to the show later on in the show, but we'll keep that a secret for now. We have a lot to talk about today. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. We're going to talk about everything revolving around that. Do whatever you do. Build up hype build up negativity who knows we're gonna stumble and see what we found also a lot of basketball news this week which is great because we never seem to have with a trade deadline coming up anthony davis making some moves the entire nba landscape might just be shifting soon so we'll be talking a little bit about all that and if you want to chime in on anything or anything else you want to talk about do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-5 Four five six eight seven eight seven, or at 401-456-9946 and let us know what you're thinking or you can hop on Facebook go to the official Stadium Experience Facebook page and go to the aptly named Mike Kane Memorial live stream watch the show comment tell me what you're thinking tell me things you're just want to talk about and yeah and that's about all we got for you there you were listening to the Stadium Experience with your host Jake Helmsley on 90.7 WXIN, and with all that out of the way, we are going to dive right on in. So, hello, Jordan. How are you this week? Good. Uh, now that we're a week into the semester, how's everything been for you? How, how are you feeling? Uh, I, I feel pretty good. I also saw Mike Kane earlier today. Did you? Yeah, he was going home sick. He's going to work from home. So, real memorial for him. Real memorial. Yep, I saw him. I saw his truck. Apparently, he has both a faculty staff sticker and a commuter sticker. Oh well, he's since, he's a, since technically he is both. So he's he, a man of two worlds. Yes, he has a uh, he has dual power. Dual power. Yeah. Dual links. Yes, he has dual links. He is both. He's from the inside and the outside. Oh, so really he's not. So really he's not from either. Yeah, he can he can park anywhere on campus. He's a man torn torn between two worlds. Yep. So anyway, so well before we start, Jordan, have you been seeing these um these the big the big cardboard sign up and Don advertising the Super Bowl watch party? I have seen the big sign up, sign up and done advertising Super Bowl watch party. Well, did you notice that it says that it? I just wanted to point this out, not to not to like insult people, but whoever made it, it, uh, it says it's a Super Bowl Fifty Two watch party. They had one last year. Yes, I know, but they're using the same sign, so it still says. I mean, it's, I mean, it's but it, like they edited the Rams onto it, so obviously it's not the same sign. I mean, does it really matter? But you see, here's what I'm thinking though. I'm yeah. starting to think maybe it's not a mistake. And they're actually just gonna play a recording of Super Bowl Fifty Two, <laughs> but you see, but you see, the real test is they're gonna see how many like actual football fans are gonna come, and they're gonna wait and see how many people notice. Uh, I stopped in last year. They had pretty, they had food stuff. That all the good stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I stopped by too before I went out and got some food. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. obviously, me, E Love, we we poached that right away. Yeah, that's that's the wings, that's the mozzarella sticks. They had all they had all the good stuff. So all the proper American food. But yeah, like I like you know, kudos to them if they're just trying to see like if there are any like just just casual <laughs> casuals, fil- filthy casuals going yep. and they just they just play Super Bowl Fifty Two. Now, real bonus points if you can play Super Bowl Thirty Six and see if people notice. <laughs> Because they're like, well, they're playing the Rams, so I guess. So, wow, who's that Kurt Warner yeah, guy? Yeah, wow, he's pretty good. 
Wow. I didn't know Jared. I thought Jared Goff was playing. Vinatieri. Well, you see, I don't think that these people would know that. <laughs> wow, Vinatieri's still playing. I did hear he re-upped. Oh, boy. So. Adam and, I feel like Adam and Terry is like 80 years old. He just re, he just signed a new contract. Did he really? He's making close to four mil this year. Yeah, him, him and Larry Fitzgerald. That's that kicker money, man. Him and Larry Fitzgerald just refused to retire. <laughs> kicker did pay dirt. I mean, hey, but if you Four play, mil is dirt. But after you play like 20 years, it kind of evens out. It's not really. Because <laughs> Patrick Mahomes about to make his entire lifetime salary in the <laughs> year next year. Adam, I've read an article that Adam Vinatieri has been like slowly taking like business like master cl- classes like during the season, so he has something to do. <laughs> he's like, getting his MBA. He's slowly been working on an MBA. <laughs> like, because like, well, how long do you have to go to practice for as a kicker? Like, you show up, you you kick a few balls. Damn, Adam Vinatieri's been taking his time too. He's been taking like a couple <laughs> of classes a semester for like the last like five years. Yeah, yeah. Like during, like, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why what better not? does he have to do? No, none. What are you doing if you're a kicker? Like, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd get my graduate degree. <laughs> like, it's not like he's gonna retire and be in like constant pain or anything. So he like he'll no. have like the energy to like he won't have like crippling CTE after he retires. No, nope, he'll have. So he'll probably be able to do a f- job functionally. Unlike, unlike Jason Witten. Oh. Oh. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Traumatic brain injuries. I don't know if he knows he's in the booth half the time. <laughs> I don't think he does either. <laughs> I don't think he knows. So that's that's why Tony Romo is so good, and I'm glad Tony Romo is commenting the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing Romo got that. Uh, got that. It's a good thing Dallas invested in the O line down the stretch. Yeah. While Romo was there, oh, so yeah, we won't be getting this Romo commentary the way we're getting it. Yeah, and yes, he's he's pretty good. Do you see that some teams are have already contacted Romo about possibly being a head coach? <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, well, you can't say Tony Romo doesn't know the game of football because I mean, he proved it every. I mean, he clearly knows every, every, every week, Sunday night, on to millions of fans. He's very good at going. This is going to happen. Then this thing happens. Yeah, I saw it was. It was a. Now you made like no. an Onion article that just said like, man, Tony Romo realizes he could have read defenses this good while he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Romo wonders why he wasn't this good at reading defenses. That's true. Tony Romo has some spicy takes, and I'm like, there's no way. And then it happens. Like, oh, yeah, yes, you I were mean, you were an NFL quarterback. Yeah, you know, slightly never, past your prime. Like he never guesses. He doesn't. He actually reads it. He never guesses. It's crazy. I would guess all the time. Yeah. I should start. Maybe maybe it's just easy to guess. Or is either he's he's really good guesser, uh, maybe, or he actually knows what he's talking maybe about. Maybe just nobody's ever tried guessing it. Maybe like we could do it and be like, they're gonna run right. They oh. ran right. They ran left. Well, obviously they showed signs of running right to <laughs> mislead the defense. See right here, if you look at his replay, the man goes in motion. <laughs> Clearly, he calls his check down. As you can see right here, this left foot typing back. It'll Clearly look- indicates that he's going to run left instead of right. <laughs> see, if we really Come conf- on, Chris. <laughs> if we really want to confuse people, we'll do this during basketball games. <laughs> yeah, then they're running a play action. What? <laughs> yeah, see right here, Batista, he's going to get the ball and he's going to fake the run. <laughs> it's going to fake the run. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Another hook and ladder. <laughs> wow, they they run this play a lot here. They are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, we, they got Vazil on a post route to the hoop. <laughs> the ends. Hey, they did it on Saturday though. They did do it. He on He basically Saturday. ran a post route. Basically, it's all about the cuts. You know, we had to put the we had to put the we had to put the age restriction on the YouTube upload. Sadly, oof. Eighteen plus. Uh. On your Gmail. On your Gmail. 
your Gmail account. Because everything's owned by Google now. Basically, I was reading, I was looking at an article in like Buzz today to talk about how Google's trying to eliminate URL bars. What is or that? URL? What? Yeah. They're trying to fundamentally change the way the internet works. Yep. They're trying to get rid of URLs, which I don't even Yikes. comprehend. How how Google's going to single handedly abolish URLs? <laughs> what happens if you're not? A, well, if you're not, what's so if you're just not on Google? Like you're out, you're flat out of luck. <laughs> yeah, you're not on the you're, if you're on Firefox, you're just you, you're you're in the Stone Age still. <laughs> Do I have to, for some reason, my computer keeps switching back to Yahoo being my default browser, uh, and I don't know why. Are you using Firefox? No, I'm using Chrome. I mean, uh, what am I? What am I, caveman? I guess I don't know. Come on, Jordan. I use I use Chrome. All right, I'm a man of the modern times. All right. <laughs> I would hope so. I'm a man of modern times. As you all should be using Google Chrome because yeah, it's ab- the superior the web superior, browser. Absolutely the superior web browser. You can even open up PDFs on Google Chrome. You can. You can. Which is coming very clutch in the records office when Adobe Suite, whatever. Just Adobe, needs an update. When like Acrobatic we- Reader wasn't working for like half the damn year, that could open <laughs> PDF files. Just right click and open Google Chrome. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, so that's um that's how we think the Super Bowl is gonna go. Yep. So and <laughs> so yeah, go to that Super Bowl fifty two watch party. At Donovan Dining Center. Is it in Don? Well no, it's probably in Gage two hundred, I assume. It's gonna be in Gage? Yep. That's where they had it last night, Gage two hundred. They did not have it in Gage la- oh Gage, as I said Craig Lee. Oh, oh they could I, have it in Craig Lee. I was like, they definitely did not have it in Craig Lee last year. <laughs> the unfinished husk of Craig Lee. <laughs> Just watching the Super Bowl on like a portable TV. Got a generator going. <laughs> Is re- no, can we talk about how really annoying it is that they're still fixing Craig Lee when in the middle of classes? I haven't noticed still it. Still finishing? I have, of my three classes I'm taking, two of them are in, are in Craig Lee 204. So I'm spending a lot of time in Craig Lee right now. Yeah, two of my classes are in Craig Lee, and like they, they're just fixing stuff in between classes. I'm living in Craig Lee right now. It's really annoying. I'm living, because I, I realized I can graduate, which, is, which was shocking news to me, honestly. Yep. Well, I looked at my credits and everything, and I realized that I that I will be able to graduate next spring. Which, yeah, once again, absolutely shocking to me, and really everybody else, seeing as how this is Rick. So I'm going to be able to graduate in three and a half years at Rick, if I just kind of ignore the first year and a half of college I did, which I will do. There we go. Even though I'm going to get transferred, transferred over. There we go. So that's um, that's what's going on in my life. So let's talk about football now. Yep. So the Super Bowl this this Sunday. Yep. We talked a little bit last week. Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yes, in Atlanta. Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yes, in Atlanta. Yes. Like we've kind of talked throughout the year about this possible matchup. Mm-hmm. Like we like like this was like one of like I don't know, like what four match like it, format. Like we've talked we've talked about the Patriots versus the Rams a little bit, but like we talked about a little bit last week, it's kind of hard for me to talk about the Patriots right now mm-hmm. because they have just played. So much better the last two weeks. Like they played their two best games of the year by a mile against the Chiefs and against the Chargers. So, like before the season, I mean before the before the before the season, before the playoffs, we both agreed that the Rams would be the favorite in this matchup. Yes. I know before like the Chargers game, you were like the Patriots are never beating the Saints. I could never see it. One million percent never gonna happen. And you agreed with me. No, I didn't. You agreed with me. No, I didn't. You, I gre- said, you agreed that they beat them. I said that the Saints would probably be the favorite, but I wouldn't think it was out of the rope. You would just thought it was an impossibility. Yes, it was an impossibility. But as we know, the New Orleans Saints were robbed. Well, anyway. So so it doesn't matter. So Because of we the crooked rest. Maybe, maybe Bill Belichick paid off the rest in the NFC Championship game. It's okay. Because he knew Go that he couldn't beat the Saints. Sip your Duncan and be quiet. Oh. Anywho. 
Anywho. I found a lot of conspiracy theory. Anywho. So, Jake is silencing me. <laughs> he doesn't want the real news out. Anywho. So, we talk about... <laughs> like, sp- proper see, proper sports media man over here doesn't want the real news out. <laughs> but we did conspiracy <laughs> theories for an hour last week. But anyway, which we will dive back into that, don't you worry. But anyway, so, we talked about it, and, yeah, like... It's almost like, and this is how it is, I say it's hard to talk about it because now I'm talking about the Patriots like I have talked about the Patriots any other year. Mm-hmm. The last, you know, three, four, five years. But then this year, I just, like, I I had it, you know, I know people, you know, I know. Like, I do get a little bit annoyed at, like, the Patriots, like, trying, like, I, I almost get a little annoyed at how the Patriots trying to sell it. Like, oh, nobody ever believed in us. We, we, nobody loved it. Everybody thought we sucked. And then people like, yeah, people in the media said they sucked. And then like, here's my Twitter thread. And it's like half Max Kellerman and like half like Nick Wright clips. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there were people who were saying it. But I would say. I mean, they weren't inspiring much confidence after I, losing to such powerhouse teams like the Miami Dolphins. And the Lions. Like, no, but like. I, and the Detroit Lions. You see, the problem is that. <laughs> Here's the problem with discourse on any topic in 2018 or 2019. You can say such and such people were saying this and you will be right. You can say people were saying any side of any issue and find enough examples of that to substantiate the argument that people were saying that. So really, you can claim anything and then use it as motivation and you're not wrong. You know, do I feel like people, that there were a majority of people who were having, like, a real fair discussion about the quality of the Patriots, like myself, who I did not believe in this team a ton most of the year. Like, I said that this team was not, the, they were not playing, like, years past. Now, the issue is then you become, there, you'll be have groups of Patriots fans who claim that when you say that you're saying that the dynasty's over and that they suck and thusly any success spits in your face and proves that you're a fool who has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, the truth hurts, Jake. <laughs> But, and yes, may, like maybe I am stupid for being like, well, they've lost games this year that they wouldn't have lost in the past. They're clearly done and not think that they turn it up in the playoffs. Like that's not unfair. But also, like I said with the Red Sox, I think you were crazy if you said the Red Sox bullpen and David Price were going to hold out in the postseason. Yeah. And even though that happened. <laughs> very, very, I, very easily. I still think that you were crazy for thinking it beforehand. Yeah. And I will stand by that. That if you were saying that, then you just say, like, the people of the world would be like, oh, David Price is going to this is going to be his year. Like, Joe Kelly's going to be great in the postseason. I still think you, Aguardo Nunez is going to pitch, like, a complete game and, like, an eight inning shutout. Yeah. Not Aguardo Nunez. <laughs> that's, that's just ridiculous how well they cleaned up the postseason. Not Aguardo Jesus Christ. But yeah, like I, I, I would still claim that you were insane and that I was right to be doubtful, by the way. Because just looking at all previous information beforehand. But whatever, like. Really, the discourse around sports interests, interests me more than sports sometimes, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed? I, I don't know why I'm like this, but I am. It's just the way people interact with it is just hilarious and yeah, it's but, very irrational. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like all things in the world. Yeah, no, it is. Fair. Like, it's not just sports, but it's like, this is sports instead of like how people view, you know, this is sports, which is just a fun thing, as opposed to like discussing how people talk about like the global economy and things with real world co- where it's scary when people have bizarre <laughs> opinions with no nuance whatsoever and they 100% buy into them. Oh, boy. Like that. That's not as fun. <laughs> You're walking a fine line here, Jake. Like, I can't look at that and be like, ah, that's funny. Want to talk about a proxy war between U.S. and Chinese telecom companies? 
Like, I, I, I can't point at that and say it's as funny as anything else. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, so Jake's answered the phone right there. He caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, but the problem with, I think, sports talk in general, the way we handle it as, I guess, a society in general, is that it's, it's so very, like, baseless and it's disproportionate to what the actual realities of it were. You see, like, that's like, I don't mind. I don't mind sports talk being like that. It's the fact that, like, the way we talk about sports is kind of turned into the way we talk about, like, politics yeah. and, like, policy and the world. By the way, Jordan, yeah, I caught you off guard by asking you to talk alone for um, for 30 seconds. I was confused what was happening. <laughs> I didn't know how you, I was not paying attention. Anyway, just to really, like, really, really make sure you don't have to talk too much. We have a caller on the line. <laughs> we, have, we have Brandon from Portsmouth here. So, uh, Brandon, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I was wondering what you were, uh, as a Pats fan, yep. what intentions more? Your set, like your midfield coverage guys, like your linebackers and safety speed matching up with guys like Todd Gurley and Cooks and them, or the Rams defense versus the, the Patriots offense? Like, what do you think if on Monday morning the Patriots lose the Super Bowl, what do you think is the reason they lose? Well, you see, here's the thing. Um, I can't say that the offense terrifies me. If for the reason that, that they, I mean, like, they, they beat the Chiefs and, like, eventually the Chiefs offense broke through and started scoring in the second half, like, a lot. They scored, like, 24 points in, like, five minutes. So it's not, it's not that I don't think that they'll score. It's just that I've accepted that they're going to score. But that they're not going to, like, score, like, an unreasonable amount. Now, that being said, I mean, yeah, like, like that, like, the X factor in this game is, like, can Aaron Donald, can the Dominican Sue, can they get to Brady from the interior? Like, that's going to be a matchup and a half, because the Patriots, the interior of the Patriots O-line has been, we've talked about this a billion times, they've been phenomenal, because O-line talk is a sign of being a smart football commentator. You know, the Patriots O-line, the interior especially, has been phenomenal this season, and that's been big. But, yeah, like, Aaron Donald versus them, like, that's going to be big. Mind you, I don't think that Aaron Donald is going to have a giant impact in this game. Mm. I just don't. Just because the Patriots and Bill Belichick, like, Bill Belichick will never let your biggest star wreck the entire game. He will never have that happen. Belichick will, like, they will do everything in their power to stop Aaron Donald, and they'll stop Aaron Donald. Then it'll be a matter of, like, you know, like what has J.J. Watt ever had, like, an outstanding game against the Patriots? It's always Jadavion Clowney who has a great game against the Patriots because they stopped the number one guy because they're not letting that guy beat you. And if you're number two guys, I mean, like, even Tyreek Hill didn't really do much against the Patriots last week. I mean, he has killed the Patriots in the past, but more so it's been Kareem Hunt. But Tyreek Hill only had one reception against the Patriots. Like, Justin Houston, did he do anything in the Chiefs game? No. Not a thing. Justin Houston, D. Ford, Chris Jones, like, they stop, like, what you do best. And they make you do the next thing, which is not like some deep thing, but like I so I now mind you, that being said, that might mean that Nadamik and Sue might have a great game. I I, I don't have as much confidence in Nadamikin. What? Is that much confidence like, in Nadamikin? Well, I mean I that, like, Sorry. Stopping Aaron, like if you can stop Aaron, I feel like the other like the other guys, like you don't really need to double team or do anything crazy to stop Sue at this point in his career. Well, no, Sue's been really good throughout the playoffs. The thing about the Dominic and Sue is, is that sometimes he just kind of quits. Yeah. But like this postseason, he has been like he has been really good. He was great against the Cowboys. He was great against the Saints. The thing is, like you're, if, but if they can stop the Dominic and Sue for like the first like half of the game, he might give up. 
or he yeah. might just stop trying as hard which might like that might be the thing with him so in there yeah like and then like the rest of their d line like dante fowler doesn't i want to say dante fowler doesn't scare me but also dante fowler was great against the patriots in the afc championship game so it's almost like but that's also partially because the patriots you know they focused on stopping like calais campbell and then yeah. the secondary guy came on so like it will be the defense if anything but also like i don't know, like i do have the confidence that the patriots can at least like com they can commit themselves to stopping what you do best defensively yeah even if that means like you commit like a lottery and you let the other guys kind of run wild like i would rather like nadamik and sue be running wild than aaron donald that's <laughs> Like no, but like no, who, would, who would you rather have more freedom? Like you'd rather let like let Sue have the freedom. No, you you probably need them both locked down. No, you're right. But like if you can only lock down one and then only put like one and then like let the other guy make a few plays, like you'd rather Sue make those plays. Tom Brady yeah, yeah. he isn't really as spry to stop interior pressure as he used to be. But no, I mean, but like yeah, so like that's gonna be a great match. Like that. Well, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a great matchup for like the guys who salivate over like O line, D line matchups. Because honestly, I don't watch the game and I'm not going like wow. Like I know it's great blocking. Look at that. I mean, I, I don't like I don't as much <laughs> as because yeah, you do more than me. Like I watch, I I follow people on Twitter who will do like film breakdowns the next morning where they explain. I'll be like, oh okay, oh now I said it's good blocking. That's so, why the Cowboys line is insane. So yeah, so that's um. That's what I think about that. Hello, you got me, Brett? Sorry, you got This will be the, the third or fourth year in a row, I believe, that the Patriots cut a player or trade him and then face him in the Super Bowl. Um, is it? Is it? It might be. Chris Long, the Garrett Blunt, Brandon yeah. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Who yes. does, I don't know if I don't know if anybody in Atlanta was from the Patriots. I mean, probably. Yes. Definitely probably? somebody. Pat Lester, now he's a now he's a Ram. You're facing Who? him again. Who? Brandon Cook. Yeah, Brandon Cooks was not in Atlanta that year. No, I don't, in Atlanta, no. I think it was. I don't think he faced anybody actually. Well, Atlanta. here's the thing: there have been some like there have been like two Patriots like players revenge games. So, I mean, no, actually no, because I want to say the Titans game, but like Deion Lewis didn't do crap in that game. But like they won with some ex-Patriots. So I don't. I mean, Legarrette Blunt was great in that Super Bowl. He was. I mean, Legarrette Blount was, oh my god, Legarrette Blount had some runs in that Super Bowl. But, um, I, mm, I mean, I don't think Brandon Cooks is, I mean, we're going to talk about the matchups. We're going we're gonna to probably let you lose, Brandon. We're going to talk about the matchups some more, so if you want to keep watching the show on the official live stream, feel free. Uh, I'm having right now, but. All right, well, we'll see you, Brandon. Thank, All right, see you later. Thanks for calling. God, he was like probably like the ocean or something. Like, what, what? No, he was driving. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, Brandon from Portsmouth. Love the callers. Call in the rest of you. 401-456-8787. But anyway, like that, that is kind of, the, it's like, I feel confident that they can limit Brandon Cooks since they limited Tyreek Hill. You know, like, and I know that like I get kind of caught in making those weird trans, but like, I don't think that's like a weird transitive property. Like they were not burned by Tyreek Hill in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, but Jake, the problem is it doesn't matter if you stop one person if you're going to get burned by someone else. You have no, to stop I, the entire team. No, I know. But I get saying, what you're saying, but it's, it's like it's, it's, it's pointless. Because no, I know, but I'm saying like I don't think Brandon you're, Cooks. You're, will, you're, you're making a, a fruitless point. I don't think so. It's they a fruitless, don't. It's not they, a fruitless so point they didn't at all. get. So they didn't Because pr three weeks ago, I would have told you like, oh yeah, Brandon Cooks is going to like run all over the secondary. Oh my god. Oh my god. What are they going to do against that? Like I would have been saying that three weeks ago. And then they get burned by someone else. Yeah, maybe. But like, I'd rather get burned by like. <laughs> Robert Woods. What does it matter? 
because I think he's going to do less when he like I think Robert <laughs> Woods burning you is going to be like a 20 yard reception out of the slot as opposed to Brandon Cooks going like 50 yards over the top and scoring. I guess, but like, like it, 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 it does it doesn't make me satisfied when you say, "Oh, they'll stop Sam Arnold, but not Dom Kung Su." It's like, well, that's what they, that's what they do. You like, you hope, like so you, you hope, stop, so you stop one great player for a good player. Yes, because a, a good because a good player is going to do less with the opportunities than the great player, unless they have a great game. Yeah, which maybe which happens, which is why you always see, which is why the guys who always kill the Patriots are always these random ass players, always the ones who have great games against the Patriots. Because too busy trying to stop the star. Yeah, but like if you st- like you're be- like <laughs> instead of stopping like the entire stopping offense. The st- well, because you, you can't stop everybody. Like you can't commit like a ton of like you can't double team everybody. Like guys are gonna make plays. You just rather it be like Tyler Higby than Todd Gurley making the plays. But that's just arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. It is because he's gonna do less. Anywho, so <laughs> I think that they'll be able to stop. They're gonna them. do less <laughs> if you just let them do more. Is, is that yes. like the, is that the expectation? Would you rather have Todd? Okay, who's gonna do more with five receptions? Todd Gurley or Tyler Higby? It doesn't matter if the reality if, if the reality is if they're going both catch them for twenty five yards. See, also, he, you just assume that guy's not gonna get open as much. That guy's not gonna not gonna. Gener- but you but it you're based off perp- the assumption that he's gonna be open because Todd Gurley is covered. Well, I know I'm saying that he might not get like if you single cover like if you single cover Higby. I feel like he will get open less than if you commit one guy to Brandon Cooks or commit one guy to Todd Gurley. But you know, they're different positions, so it's not a perfect analogy. Or if you commit if you commit one guy to Robert Woods, you will probably do less than committing one guy to Brandon Cooks. You know, Robert Woods has been like twice the player with the Rams he was with this than he was with the Bills. It's really weird. Like Robert Woods has been so good since he went there. But I, I thought it was such a dumb contract. But anyway. <laughs> like when they signed Robert Woods, they were like, yeah, he's like the official Rams Twitter was like, yeah, he's really great at blocking. Blocking is important. As a wide receiver. But they were, like, hyping up the blocking on, like, the signing announcement. It was like, ooh, you don't have a lot of legs to stand on if you're talking about how good of a blocker your receiver is. That's that's a, that's a quality. If you, can, it's, if, you start, if you can start jamming corners for Todd Gurley. It's a quality, all right. <laughs> that's, no, an import, that's an important quality for your run game. But, but he's had... but. Yeah, like the like like the Patriots are never gonna get beaten by your star players, like ideally. But that doesn't really that doesn't comfort anybody if you're gonna beat by the rest of the team. But you see, you hope that the <laughs> other guys aren't good enough to beat you. But they are. It's the Rams. But they're they all might... they're all pretty good. Yeah, they're all pretty. Yeah, well, how many how many receptions did he have last year? Okay, yeah, he had he had fifty six receptions. No, he had. Wait, Robert Woods had eighty six receptions this year. Uh, oh my God! So yeah, that's girl, right? Maybe Robert Woods is kind of gonna hurt you a little bit, but also he's a slot guy. So I mean, you know. Oh, off the slot, come on! You know the preachers can't play the slot anymore. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a, they might they might put like Gilmore in the slot on him because he's like bigger and wow, that glare on the live stream is bad. I mean, like they might put Gilmore in the slot. Yeah, it's kind of wish I had we. I wish we had blinds in here. Yeah, they might put uh Robert. They might put Gilmore in the slot against Woods. Which might make sense, but and then like just do whatever they got to do to like stop Cooks, which probably involves like a safety and what, however exactly they scheme it up. But I don't know. Like I feel confident with that. Like if you can just like double up, like run whatever they ran that stopped Hill, because I don't believe they really put Gilmore on Hill much. You can like I don't know, like scheme it up with like whomever, and then hope that that works. <laughs> then that's what works. It's just like I. What? Like you're, <laughs> you're I get what you're saying, Beijing, but it's such a it's such a fruitless point. It's not a fruit. It's what the Patriots have done for like two decades now. 
It's how Belichick schemes things up. And you that's why he almost loses every game. <laughs> uh, that's, how, oh, that's, that's what you're going to say. Yes. No, you're right. Uh, Belichick should have the – he should just be one for one in the Super Bowl. Like, uh, Makes sense now. Mike McCarthy and Sean. Yeah, like if Nick Foles beat you, then, then Nick Foles beat you. Like your team wasn't good enough. Uh, that's that's why that's why you said every Patriots Super Bowl has been a great Super Bowl because Bill Belichick. They have all been great Super Bowls because <laughs> Bill Belichick only covers three yeah, play- we have like a nice, three like, players instead of the entire team. Could we have like a nice like blowout Super Bowl, please? Just like one way or the other. Like I I I, I can't keep taking all these like hyper close Super Bowls. <laughs> like no, like we like I said the other week, I I tried to do it. I could not make a top five list of other Super Bowls without the Patriots. That was better than the top five list with the Patriots. And that was and I don't feel like that was me being a Patriots fan because like the 07 Super Bowl is on there. I mean, that's you tell me you're not counting Super Bowl <laughs> between the Chiefs and the and the Packers. You mean? Yeah, man. Finally getting finally the AFC and the NFC finally get to go. I mean, the AFL and the NFL finally get to see who's better. Yep. Yeah, AFL versus NFL. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. I'm a too, general man. A. I, that's why I always root for the AFC team in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh God! I was like, yeah, go Peyton Man, Peyton Man, beat those Seahawks. <laughs> that's top five for me. What the the Seahawks Colts one? Seahawks, Seahawks, uh, Seahawks Broncos one. Broncos, yes, yeah. That that that's one of my favorite Super Bowls of all time. I was so engaged in that Super Bowl. I tweeted a lot during. That was why I started live tweeting games. Uh huh. But anyway, um, yeah. Back when I was in high school, making Facebook posts about like my predictions for games, which is the thing that Josh Percy does now. Ooh. But. <laughs> Go to Twitter like everybody else. That sound is ridiculous, actually. But what? that's good over here. But no, I. It's the golden hour. Yeah, God, that is that is showing up right on the line. Like if I get in the if I get in the way of it, it kind doesn't. So I'm sorry for all you people watching on the live stream. But you just, just anyway, like just that, like computer, that, like that's gonna be angle. like. I mean, like what? I, what do you think is the key matchup in this game then? Still, like, it's the old line, D line. Yeah. That's that's it. Do you have another one? Because everybody talks about that one, and that's mine too. I mean, that that like you know, like if you can like if you can like rush Brady from the middle, you're kind of screwed. But if they can't rush him from the middle, then the Patriots are looking okay. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, nothing else. I mean, I think like I mean, I think like the side I, think which... the, I think the linebackers on both sides versus the running backs when they're like running routes is going to be big because both teams have like excellent pass catching running backs. Oh boy, are you complimenting Sony Michelle? I'm complimenting James White. Okay. <laughs> no, no, Sony Michelle is not called, like they, they don't throw to him. No, they because like Brady doesn't trust him or whatever. No, I'm not complimenting Sony Michelle. At, I mean, I have complimented Sony Michelle, but not in this context. No, God, how many receptions is? How many receptions does Todd Gurley? Yeah, Todd Gurley has 59 receptions this year. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, he has. Yeah, he has 580 receiving yards like, with an average of like 9.8 yards per reception. That's some work right there. Yeah, like that. Like, yeah, and him and then James White, you know, like those are, and like neither of these teams like even really like have linebackers. So it's just going to be, I guess, like who can like get burned less. So, um. Probably may or may not be the Rams. So is this going to be the, the Landon Roberts um, come up game? Uh, might be. I would have, pre- the Shane McClellan Super Bowl hero game. <laughs> I can already, I can already smell the Teddy Bruschi tweets. I can I can already I can already hear Teddy Bruschi tweeting about that if like Landon Roberts like shuts down Gurley in the flats, like I can imagine, and I will because I don't follow Teddy Bruschi on Twitter. 
You don't. But I will see like the retweets from like NFL on ESPN. You don't. You don't follow the Bru- the Brusker. I Twitter. do not follow the Brusker, but I always see his tweets. So anyway, so I can already see those. So I mean, me, you know, me, no to the Landon Roberts fan. Is pulling for Landon Roberts this time around. <laughs> noted, noted fan of Mr. Game and Watch. Oh my God, why have I not started calling him Mr. Game and Watch until now? Ah, ah, I'm mad at myself, Jordan. I, don't, I can't believe I didn't think of that till now. I made all those jokes about him being one-dimensional, and I didn't call. I'm very upset. <laughs> well, you you have it now. I I do, but like now he's gonna like. Now he's gonna like lock down Gurley on the outside. Like he's gonna just cover like he's never covered before, and I'm gonna have to come and be like, I guess he's not Mr. Game, and I guess he's in 64 bits now. Oh boy. Aww. Aww. I'm mad at myself. Now that's that's a now he's gonna get like traded in the offseason. I'll be able to say it again. Anywho, so I mean I think that's a big one. I mean, any other matchups? I mean, like the coaching matchup I think is important. Like, not only just because people want to be like, oh, like, it's young versus old, which, which it is, but, like, yeah, we'll probably end up talking about that. But, like, actually, like, from, like, an actual, like, like coaching will actually be a big deal in this game. Yes. Because, yeah, like, both teams have very identifiable weaknesses, mm-hmm. like, very exploitable weaknesses. If you're able to scheme it up a certain way, and both these coaches are really good at that. Like, Sean McVay, like, has been good at that sort of thing. Like, Sean McVay has been adaptable, which is the thing that a lot of coaches in the NFL are not. And why Bill Belichick keeps beating all of them. Because they're all dumb and don't adapt and just do the same things over and over and over and over again. And Sean McVay hasn't done that. Except for Andy Reid almost. Yeah, Andy Reid kind of. Like, Andy Reid's like one of the... Even Andy Reid kind of does the same stuff over and over again but that's been you you almost did it you almost did something different he did oh he did he tried he still didn't manage the clock right at the end but hey i mean he does his best but anyway like shout out to andy reed like sean mcveigh like we're big andy reed fans now and it's i mean you are maybe (laughs) no not and it's partially like because like sean mcveigh has a lot of weapons to play around with yeah but also like he uses those guys like the best of their ability like he does like I was like in defense like he has Brandon Cooks I wasn't like discrediting Bill Belichick last year like oh like Brand- like of course Belichick can do whatever he wants he has Brandon Cooks he's also used Brandon Cooks better than Belichick did and like he made like Robert Woods like good so yeah like, you're big huge Robert Woods fans yeah now. I mean like I, like I love like I do buy into like the <laughs> Sean buy Mc- a jersey now like I do buy into like the Sean McVay stuff <laughs> hey man Robert Woods and Stefan Gilmore in the slot. Co- there, that'll be the the Bills of 2015 battle. Uh, the 2016 Bills matchup. Ooh. Bills on Bills. The Twilight at Buffalo. <laughs> the Bills can Bills fans can sit at home and watch and wonder where they went wrong. Exactly. Hey. When they're when they're like ice fishing in like on hey, Lake on Lake Erie. I thought for a while that maybe the Patriots were having a bill had too many Bills. But now they're back in the Super Bowl. See, conceptually speaking, the Bills are a good team. No, they they're just not. they're just not. Their roster is not good. Well, yeah, because all their players left and went to the Patriots or and the retired. Rams. Or or retired in the middle their, of the game. their entire old line just or their entire old line just retired. Yes. Uh, <laughs> noted, noted good person Richie Incognito, and then actual noted good person Eric Woods both retired. Yeah. And then they just threw Cordy Glenn at the at the at the Bengals, to which Cordy Glenn probably went, "Oh great, mobility." <laughs> Can you imagine that getting traded? You're like, you're on the bills. You, you, you've been a guy who's been listening to trade rumors for years. You finally find out that you got traded. And like, 
they probably say you got traded before they say what team it is. Yep. So a imagine like that. It's not like they update you on the situation. But I don't think they do as much in the NFL because this isn't the NBA where you can like direct your own trades. Like there must be that one moment where like you got traded, and like how slowly do you think like that ne- those next few seconds go? <laughs> Very slow, and then you're like, you got where? traded too. No, like somebody like tell you in one sentence, uh, even just like, like you got traded too. Like everything probably just slows down for a second. <laughs> yep. You're probably like, oh boy, they get traded like the 49ers or like one of these teams that really just needs a left tackle. Where did I get traded? The Bengals. And you're like, well, it's it's, well, not, it's a step up. Is it? Noticeably, yes. Eh, I'd rather be on the Bills than the Bengals right now. At least the Bills uh, have like a younger quarterback, even if I don't like Josh Allen. <laughs> at least. No, you know what? Bills got better fans. Bills made the playoffs last year. Nah, I'd rather be on the Bills than the Bang. I mean, you gotta play the Patriots twice a year, but nah, I'd rather be on the. Uh, I'd rather be on the Bills. I'd be on the Bills than the Patriots. What? Which Twitter poll did Cordy Glenn get hosed in that trade? And plus, now you're going to the Bengals and now have less assets because they gave up those assets for you. Uh... And you know that they're not getting any free agents. Mm-hmm. At least they finally fired Marvin Lewis. So no. So Cordy Glenn got a kind of a raw deal. Yeah, especially in the, just about to get trounced by the Browns next year. Yeah, and then all your yeah, gonna be, <laughs> and then your entire team. Yeah, the, uh, the twelve and four Browns. And then hey, I love it. Offensive rookie of the year, Baker Mayfield. Yep. You know, do you see what Saquon Barkley tweeted today? What did he tweet? Let me pull it up. <laughs> I rushed for nineteen hundred yards, but the Giants only won like six games. He had a, he had amazing he had a great season. Oh, he did have a great season, but he's also running <laughs> too back. bad it didn't mean anything. Where is it? I'm trying to find it. Um, trying to find it. What did he say? His team is just a husk. Come on, I'm trying to find it. Trying to find it. Oh yeah, he. If you asked my peers that played against me or coaches that had to play against me who was rookie of the year, I think they would say me. I mean, yeah, but you didn't contribute to your, the success of your team. Baker Mayfield, baby. Baker should have been the rook. Baker was the number one pick. Baker's rookie of the year. I am. I. I. I am pretty. Pretty. I'm pretty f- deeply invested in Baker Mayfield's stock. Are you? And like also invested in this running. You didn't draft running backs in the top five. So, yeah. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> yeah. I got. I got to stay on this train at this point. Uh, I. I bought. I bought the year. I bought the season pass. The season pass through the Baker. The Baker train. Yes. Season pass on the Baker Express. Uh, the Baker Railroad, but yeah. So those are, um, yeah. I mean, any other? I mean, and then the last matchup in this game, and something I do want to talk about a little bit is Brady versus a Wade Phillips defense because we talk about adaptability on offense, but really, basically, when to talk about the defense, because Wade Phillips has done a great job in in LA. Mm-hmm. The defense has been great. You know, I I still credit Sean McVay for hiring Wade Phillips. As a first-year head coach at, like, 30, like, 19 years old. Basically. Whatever he was. So, <laughs> which I do still, like I said, like, I am on the I am on the Sean McVay train. Head I coach at a ran straight out of high school. I know. <laughs> Prep to pros, baby. Yep. <laughs> you, thought, you thought the NBA only had that. <laughs> but, yeah, out of, out of, out of San Fresno High. Yep. Your next coach of the L.A. Rams, Sean McVay. It's like a fourth. Someone you do your fourth year of high school, but you take some college courses. Yep. <laughs> he's going. He's going. Taking taking uh, taking course at CCRI his senior year of high school. <laughs> Coaching the Rams. He got those EEP credits in. <laughs> took that, he took that general chemistry. 
But no, so you got a B plus and he's ready. <laughs> he's ready for the big leagues. But no, so I have like I like say like making a good staff is kind of an important thing if you're a head coach. And I have credited Sean McVay for a while for hiring a guy with way more experience than him, a guy with a great reputation, like a guy that people really like. I credit him for that because it would be really easy for the first-year head coach to be like, you know what, like, I don't want a guy on my staff with that high of a profile. Like, he, that might kind of take away from me, or that might make, they might kind of, like, players might kind of gravitate more towards him. Uh, instead so you're telling me Sean McVay made a r- rational decision instead of letting his ego get in his way? Well, not even his ego get in the way because some guys, like, honestly, like, they would they would be, and it probably just means they're a bad head coach, but, like, some guys would be able to handle it, and guys might, like, gravitate, which also is, like, part of, like, credit Sean McVay because, like, he, like, the team likes him like he can like he like controls that locker room well so because he's a rational person doesn't let his ego get in his way exactly but a lot of guys aren't <laughs> rational and let their ego a lot of these nfl head coaches <laughs> are dumb and irrational and let their egos get in the way of their decision making and that's why he hired a defensive coordinator with twice as much experience as twice. he has as he Five has times. life life experience <laughs> <laughs> he's been a head coach he's been coaching the nfl as long as sean mcveigh's been alive yeah and he, <laughs> yeah so like like i credit shot like people were like trying to be like oh well he has wade phillips i'm like yeah but like Credit Sean McVay for doing that because a lot of guys wouldn't have made that hire. Like, like Vance Joseph got hired and then got rid of Wade Phillips. Yeah. Because he was like, nah, like, I, I'm i a defensive mind. Like, I don't need you here. How'd that work out? Didn't work out. Didn't work out too good. <laughs> now they got, who the hell is the coach of the Broncos now? I already forgot. <laughs> Does it matter? No, <laughs> Broncos are in the pit. Oh, man. it's big. The AFC West is. Done. They went and hired an old, an old, experienced defensive coordinator. That's what they did. The AFC West is done, man. Just give it to the Chiefs for the next five years. <laughs> the conference is done. We, we shouldn't even you be talking. You, you don't think that Gruden's going to use those three first-round picks <laughs> and build himself a squad? Out, man. He probably has never seen a draft board in like eighteen years. But now they got. Uh, be like, what? You have these online now. <laughs> We got tablets. They got, Mike, they got Mike Mayock now as the GM, though. They have a guy who's actually never worked in an NFL front office as their GM. Oh, my God. You don't think that's going to work out? <laughs> Mike Mayock, an absolute inspiration to all of us in, 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 the, in, the, in the media business. Exactly. Mike Mayock tells me that I, too, can one day be a GM. <laughs> what? They don't use stopwatches at the Combine anymore? What's this laser? <laughs> but are we on a spaceship? <laughs> what is this, Mark? <laughs> I don't get it. This is confusing. Oh God. Yeah. So uh, you know, you don't think that uh, the char the Chargers are gonna miraculously have another good two string two good seasons together? They. Uh, I want to say yes, but I I don't. <laughs> that team's proven anything is that they will just waste talent year after year. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe you can lock that in for <laughs> Axel the Damian I mean, maybe, maybe when the Chiefs have to pay uh pay Pat Mahomes like. His two, his two hundred mil, <laughs> which they're already talking about. Yeah, you know, maybe that'll kind of affect their way to uh, their their team building. But um, I mean, probably not, because the cap will just keep going. And then, like three years, we'll be looking at that deal. With Pat Mahomes will be like, that one's kind of a deal. That deal's kind of a steal right now in this market. <laughs> like, we'll be making thirty five mil, but in like three years, when now quarterbacks are making like forty mil regularly, we'll be like, ah, oh, Pat Mahomes, they got a good deal on that. Yeah, he's ahead of his time. <laughs> they got a good deal on Pat Mahomes, like That's, like Kirk Cousins in his guaranteed contract. Hey man, no no hate to Kirk Cousins for that. Oh man, why Kirk Cousins? This doesn't make good sense. Good quarterbacks to don't me. become free agents because teams would rather throw two hundred million dollars at Pat Mahomes than dare let a guy walk. 
But Patrick Mahomes is better than Kirk Cousins. Hey, the Redskins would be in a way better situation if they kept Kirk Cousins. Probably. Because Alex Smith might lose his leg. Did you see the photo of Alex Smith in his cast? I did not see the photos of Alex Smith in his cast. The cast has like metal. Like, look it up. Like, it, it's like some space. It's like a space age cast. Like, it's crazy. Look up Alex Smith cast. Like, it's insane. Oh, boy. I <laughs> missed all of 2019. What? Where is it? Okay, well, one. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, look at that thing. Will he ever walk again? Um, I he's probably he's never playing football again. I just want I just want to let everyone know that. Have you, you seen this? Nah, he's done. And the Redskins are screwed over too because they can't cut him. Because if they cut him, it it actually costs them way more money. That would just cost them just to keep him and like not and him not play. Because if they cut him, he's actually owed way more money because of his contract that they gave him as soon as they traded for him. So yeah. He's not playing again. Yeah, the Redskins kind of... He's sp- never playing good down in the NFL. And he's their only quarterback oh they have under contract. God. Yeah, you see that? Like, he has three separate rings, at least. Yeah. It looks like he has six pens on each of the rings. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's done. <laughs> he's done. That's, is, that, is, that your, is that your medical opinion? Yeah, he's... Do- doctor moment here. Yeah, that's it for him. <laughs> so that's um yeah the Redskins are kind. Of, what were we talking about again? Oh yeah, Wade Phillips. So point is credit to Sean McVay, but Wade the Patriot like Brady is, and this is from an article from uh, Pat's pulpit. Brady is six and three versus Wade Phillips, with twenty one touchdowns, the seven interceptions, twenty six hundred yada yada yada. Like total total stat totals against anybody going to be weird for Brady. Now the last time the Patriots played, according to this article, one second, the last time the Patriots like went against Wade Phillips was in the AFC Championship game in 2016 when he was with the Broncos. Yep. And the Patriots lost that game. Now, mind you, the Patriots. I remember the team was like decimated that game. That was like a weird game too. Like Gronk was like out of shape. That was a weird game, but still, like the Bronc and like that was when the Broncos won the Super Bowl and the defense was like unstoppable and like Von Miller went crazy. That being said, though. They asked about they asked oh, Belichick th- about it, and basically Belichick explained that Wade Phillips has been running the same exact defense for 30 years and has never really changed it. And what you and once again, I know he be, I know they beat the Patriots last time, but that was like a historically good defense. But what usually happens when Brady goes against defenses that don't change, and he knows exactly what's coming? Usually, they usually, they usually do pretty. What? No. <laughs> they they usually do pretty good. Like when they played Gus Bradley and he ran that same cover three defense that Seattle runs that Brady beats every single time. But that's just cover three though. Yeah. Brady just ruins it. And then what did they not do? They didn't adjust. And Brady killed them. And that's why the Chargers really need to fire Gus Bradley, uh, by the way. I feel so bad for Alex Smith. <laughs> I mean, I he got his money. I mean, oh, he picked, you know what? I mean, think about it this way: he gets he gets to not play and still get seventy million dollars. <laughs> just gotta his legs just gonna hurt. Yeah, I don't know how they want to fix that, man. I mean, like they could probably fix it to the point where he can like do stuff, but not like you know, not play football, be an athlete at the highest level. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, he, sa- he saved himself a few years of brain trauma. Yeah. Would you rather deal with the broken leg or the brain trauma? That's a pretty. It seems like a pretty bad leg injury. Ah, it seems bad, but like I remember when they, I remember when they first did the surgery, they almost did it wrong and it got, it almost got, it got infected. Yeah. 
I remember, a, I remember that. Yeah, we talked about what they're gonna have to amputate Alex Smith. Apparently, apparently they went back in and did it again. How are we gonna be dealing with a with a with a with a one-legged Alex Smith? How is that gonna be? Remember the last time an NFL player had an amputee? Oh God, Jason Pierre-Paul. That was the last NFL player who had to get something amputated that I can remember. Yeah. But that was dumb. That was entirely his fault. Yeah. But yeah, so like, wait, like, <laughs> don't hold firecrackers, kids. <laughs> Such stupid, so stupid. That was that was one of the dumbest things I'd ever seen. Yeah. In my like, I read that headline. I'm like, that's not true. I was like, come on, JPP. I'm like, that can't. So you're be. like the best defensive in the NFL. Why did you do this? I'm like that. That can't be true. I was like, that that has to be. This has to be like the Onion or something. Like, just he's not even like in Florida, is he? He did, he did some Florida shit, man. Mm-hmm. You can take the boy out of Florida, but you can't take the Florida out of the boy, apparently. Can't take the Florida out of the boy. So. Anyway, so yeah, so I mean, like, I, I guess I'm not, like, super worried about the defense from, like, a schematic standpoint. So, I mean, unless, like, Wade Phillips has been sitting on this, like, golden playbook and, like, this 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 un- this this mystery scheme that he's been waiting till this moment to break out. Like, his dad, like, left him, like, like, he just, like, left, like, he just, like, left, like, his dad left it for him. Like, it's in, it's in the hat, that hat he was wearing when he was getting on the plane. He's hiding a secret play sheet underneath it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I think Wade Phillips can whip up another defense. But he hasn't in 30 years. Well, quote-unquote, according to Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to believe Belichick over over myself. Over myself giving an eye test and be like, I don't know, this, this looks a little different. Nah, this is different. <laughs> I mean, personally, at least. So. Yeah, but you ever think that Bill Belichick can just be full of shit and it's just hyperbole? I don't think he is. Because for him to actually answer a question... He's not gonna give me foolish. Like he's not gonna lie. He's just gonna say nothing, and then everybody's gonna applaud him for being great with the media. So the one time he says something you expected to be true, yes, because okay. he, he only hit. Like if he doesn't want to answer a question, he's just gonna like call in and like do the dishes while he did it. Like his last press conference before they went to, it was like a telepress conference right before they took off, and he was like doing his dishes while he was doing it. Like if the man doesn't care about the question, he's not gonna answer the question. Hey, asking about Wade Phillips, he's gonna give you give you a little bit of an answer. Mm, also, he's been texting Sean McVay, so they're buddies. So that's fun. But that's a lie. Bill Belichick doesn't know how to use a phone. Hey, he texts Jimmy Garoppolo after every one of his wins last year. He texts Sean McVay. That's a lie. He has someone text him. He's got a type. <laughs> Belichick's got no, a no, type. No, he has an assistant that sends a text for him, but no, Bill Belichick no himself. No way Belichick would ever let somebody text on his behalf. Are you kidding me? No, he just transcribes it. No way. No chance. No, ch- I completely. I mean, yeah, the man can't use a tablet to save his life. But you expect him to know how to use a phone? I expect him to not let somebody else use his phone for him. Are you kidding me? I don't let people use my phone. I think Belichick is way more of a micromanager than I am. But he's also old. That's true. But texting is. You ever see an old person use a phone? I have. They don't. They don't. They can't quite get it right. No I've matter- seen Belichick <laughs> just throw tablets because he doesn't like them. Yeah, and tablet is really just a giant phone. <laughs> So it's the scale that confuses him. Uh, no, nah, no, he te- he's texting Sean McVay. He's texting Garoppolo. He's he's, just, he's he's out here swiping. He just likes all these. Yo- yeah, he likes all these young, handsome, up and coming offensive geniuses. That's what he likes. Uh, that's his type. That's his type. That's his type. He's like, how did we not identify you as a youngling, Sean McVay? <laughs> how did we miss you? He didn't grow up in Somerset. <laughs> 
you were out of you are you were off world on some backwater planet that we didn't notice. Yeah, he was Your midichlorian count is huge. Yeah, he was off of Route 44, so he didn't catch him. <laughs> His midichlorian count is huge. Uh, ah, playing the hits. Bill Belichick's gonna tell him the story of Darplegius. <laughs> Maybe that is what he's texting him. <laughs> I a hundred percent believe that. There's once with Has anybody jet. ever told you the story of of Bill Parcells the Wise? <laughs> <laughs> Bill Parcells the wise. Some say he can prevent death, <laughs> but he couldn't prevent it on himself. He tried to. He thought that he could win a Super Bowl with Drew Bledsoe, <laughs> and then he didn't. And then I won the AFC Championship with him. Then his apprentice won the AFC Championship game with him. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Darth Parcells the wise. Parcells the wise. Uh, this is this is great. This is great lore dump right here. He thought, he thought Lawrence Taylor would last forever. <laughs> he wanted to make Lawrence Taylor immortal. <laughs> he could not. Nope. So yeah. So that's um. Yeah. I don't know what Belichick is DMing people, but I'm I, sure it's great. I don't believe it. You don't believe it? It's out there. He's been texting Sean McVay. Every I, need, week. I need. I need to see the text. <laughs> Maybe he knew there was gonna be a Super Bowl matchup. He's just sending him crap. He's like, yeah, um, I don't know what he would text him. <laughs> Give him bad advice. I don't know. Yeah, run less. Yeah, sign CJ Anderson. Bring him in. Great idea. Except it worked. <laughs> Except it blew up his idea. Yeah, you see, maybe Belichick's like reverse personnel advice is actually better than his actual personnel decisions. Uh. So you actually follow his fake advice? When he's like, yeah, don't draft this kid. He's like, draft this guy. You're like, you see, I know he thinks it's a bad decision. But we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> so when he's like, "Yeah, don't draft Isaiah Win," they're like, "Oh, that means we should draft Isaiah, which means which means we should not draft Isaiah Win." And then they don't draft Isaiah Win. Look how that worked out. Who did the Rams draft in the first round? All right, they trade the pick for Brandon Cooks. All right, but that worked. Also worked out for the Patriots. Can they got Isaiah Win with that pick. The Brandon Cooks trade saga. I swear to God, like I'm, I'm like constantly reevaluating that deal. And I don't know why. Like, first, I thought it was a good deal. And then I thought it was a better deal after they got another pick out of it. Except now that pick is Isaiah Wynn. And I don't even know, like, where Isaiah Wynn, like, slots into this team when he comes back. I didn't really know at the time. So I don't like the idea of picking, like, your sixth alignment in the first round. Personally, I'm not big into getting backup guards in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I think it's sad. It is. Because I keep thinking bit. about Calvin Ridley. Then I start thinking about Calvin Ridley. And I start watching like Calvin Ridley highlights. And then I'm sad. Wow. And then I think about Sony Michelle. Yep. Then I look at Lamar Jackson. And then Sony Michelle scores five touchdowns in the playoffs. So what the hell do I know? But then they also barely use him in the second half of the AFC Championship game because he can't catch passes. And they run the ball in like 90% of his, the snaps he plays. So it makes everything very predictable. So. I still feel like they shouldn't have drafted him in the first round. But that's just me. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Darth Darth Parcells the wise. <laughs> that's what he's telling him. I'm telling you. That's what he's telling him. Maybe he was the one who originally started up the recruitment school. Well, Bill Parcells create. Obviously manipulate the midichlorians to create Sean McVay. Exactly. So, there's something to all of this. We're we're on to something here. Good lore dump. 
Yeah, so actually after this game, Sean McVay is going to lose. He's going to take stock of himself. Then he's going to quit his job and come be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. <laughs> and Josh McDaniels is going to retire. Or he's going to... Or they're going to demote Josh McDaniels. Oh, no, 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 no. Then he's going to come in and he's going to kill Josh McDaniels uh, while Belichick watches. Do it. And then become the new offensive coordinator do it. of the Patriots. And Goodell's going to go and try and tell him that it's collusion. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> Belichick's just going to murder all of them. It's going to be like like Goodell and like... Now imagine like Sean McVay and Josh he walks up into Josh McDaniel's office, be like I'm more I'm more than twice as strong the last time we met, and then Josh McDaniel's goes say good double the pride double the fall, <laughs> and they fight and he 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 cuts Josh McDaniel's head off yeah 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 double the pride double the fall, and even though in in the Clone War series we fought like every other week yeah so we met like a week ago basically I, I grinded last week so yeah i buy into all of this and then josh mcdaniels goes and coaches the rams or whatever i don't know he goes somewhere they demote him to like qb's coach he goes and follows flores to miami who cares so yeah that's what's gonna happen this lore just keeps expanding man the extending universe of the nfl <laughs> i'm just a pill <laughs> The expanded universe of Bill Belichick, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, and then they'll plunge the NFL into like 15 more years of darkness. With Sean McVay at his side. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's foolproof, really. Exactly. It's absolutely foolproof. He's been pulling the strings all along. He's absolutely... <laughs> and I don't, I don't know where Brady fits into all of this, but... I don't know. He fits in somewhere. I guess it makes Bill O'Brien Mall. <laughs> Does that make Bill O'Brien Mall? <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, I guess, yeah. He kind of just threw him out. He was yeah. done with Bill O'Brien. Does that make Mangini then? I don't know. You have to go into like, the books yeah. for that. Oof. Got to go into Legends continuity. Yeah, you got to bring out some, some book lore for that. Oof. I don't have time for book lore. Yeah. I mean, I do. I've had time in the past for it. But yeah, so that's um that's why I think about this head coaching matchup in fifty words or less. <laughs> so any go. other matchups you like, Jordan? Um Oh yeah, we were yeah, we were talking about that originally. Um <laughs> We were talking about something originally. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh I think I was going to say something about whoever, like, 18 people decided to put on Gronk. You see, though, like, teams haven't really been, like, double covering Gronk. And not, like, th the way they play Gronk is going to be actually interesting. I'm glad that's kind of, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, the way they play, actually get back to sports for just a split second. Yeah. Okay. How dare us. Sports on your sports podcast. Let's see. Who is Gronk in all of this? I don't know. Oh, my shoe's broken. That's not good. Can Gronk be Qui-Gon Jinn? No, Gronk is not quite Gungeon. But who did discover um, Sean McVay in Washington? Look at Liam Neeson. He's in so many movies. Who did they? Who was who down in the in the barren wasteland of DC who found Sean McVay with his legendary midichlorian count? Like, who, who did Belichick send down there? Was it like Flores and like McDaniels were just down to like, we just tested him? Be Be Chancellor Belichick. 
<laughs> the midichlorians. The midichlorians on this on this boy are off the charts. Like Sean McVay in DC living in like a hut. <laughs> like a bowl cut. He's like, yeah, I've been I've been building this offensive game plan from scraps I found in the dumpsters all by myself. He's selling like scrap for like Jay Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> if we want if we want to fix the bus to get us to New England, though, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to win this punt pass kick competition. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, hang on. So hang on now. Cover two is rough. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> is Dan Schneider job of the hut? <laughs> if we're just real, if we're just really going in on this, job of the hut is just Dan Schneider. <laughs> it makes sense. He is kind of a risk. He is a rich scumbag. Yep. It's a rich racist scumbag. I mean, it all makes sense. Uh, like, it all ties to get... Listen, all I'm saying is we go on these tangents, and I think they're not going to land anywhere, and then they always find their way. They always find their way. So I don't know how. Yeah, like Chad O'Shea and, like, Matt Patricia were down in D.C., and they, they brought Sean McVay back, and then he's good, and then he sent him off to train in the L.A. system, <laughs> and now he coaches the Rams. And he's just <laughs> grooming him. So, it's wild. Yeah, this all make this all works. It's Wade Phillips this is Obi Wan. Wait a minute, this just keeps getting better. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. So Wade Phillips is gonna have to go into hiding after all of this in DC. Yes. No, he's gonna go in hiding in with the Bengals because they're hiring Zach Taylor, who is Sean McVay's QB coach, which is basically a son to him. So Wade Phillips is going to go coach the Bengals under an assumed name <laughs> and groom Zach Taylor and hide him from Belichick. <laughs> I'm telling you, it keeps making sense. Tell me that any of this doesn't make sense. All of it makes sense. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm just too... This is what I'm good at, man. Oh, boy. Long form illusions damn someone call up r slash prequel memes they'll have a field day with this one <laughs> somebody call up uh yeah yeah i mean espn is owned by disney star wars is owned by disney what's the, ooh. Ooh. so like this this could all be done very legally so they're gonna have kingdom hearts dlc with nf with the nfl in it with just belichick in it yep kingdom hearts 3 dlc with bill belichick <laughs> yes Oh yes. boy. It all make I'm telling you, dude, it all <laughs> Yeah, with Chancellor Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick's really the secret leader of the Heartless or wherever wherever the hell the story is for Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't That'll know. That'll be a wild end. Yep. The game took that long because they had to like wrangle those rights. <laughs> to use Bill Belichick's person. Yep. Oh god. Can you imagine? Uh, uh that would be ridiculous. You get to the end, it's Belichick. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be a reveal. Hey, basically, Bill Belichick is a Disney character at this point. Uh, he might be. Cause Tom Brady, a Disney princess. Oh. If ESPN owns 
Dis owns Star Wars, if Disney owns ESPN and, ES and Disney owns Star Wars, I mean, it all makes sense. Everything ties to. Is Tom Brady going to be in the next Avengers? <laughs> is Tom is Tom Brady going to stop Thanos? Maybe. Tom Brady's going to throw like a spiral at him. <laughs> Knocks off the Infinity Gauntlet. Knocks off. The like Infinity hits the Gauntlet. Time Stone and cracks it. <laughs> He's going to have to sacrifice Alex Guerrero to get the get the last stone. That's crazy. That is nuts. <laughs> get to throw Alex Guerrero in the pit. <laughs> We have to visit him with Red School. This all makes it, this all gets better and better, Jordan. So what did it cost you everything? <laughs> see, see the Super Bowl. You this, love nothing. <laughs> throws Guerrero in the pit. We'll see like the Vince Lombardi trophies just shattering in the wind. Oh, well, I don't think he'd throw that in the pit. Oh. Uh, I think he throws children in the pit before he threw the rings in the pit. Uh, I, I mean that very honestly. So. Because Tom Brady doesn't care about the children. I mean, he definitely children. cares about his children. I just don't think he cares about them as much as winning. Uh, so you can make more. <laughs> How, I don't how, know how long like a TB12 method like extends your fertility. Oh, <laughs> but I imagine that's a component of it. I guess, yeah. Now, does it work? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, basically, Sean McVay is going to be the new OC of the Patriots after all this. <laughs> yep, it's the only thing that makes sense. So, yeah, that's 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 where we're at. Oh yeah, Gronk. So, anyways, yeah, the way, <laughs> so yeah, the way they cover Gronk is gonna be is gonna be interesting. Yes. The way they cover Gronk is Cyborg Gronk is gonna be very interesting. Android Android Twenty One yeah, Gronk. So the, so the way they, so the way that they Android Twenty One. Does he like birds? He might like birds. Does Gronk like birds? Yes. Is that his hobby? Maybe being in Dunkin' Donuts commercials. <laughs> So instead of birds, it's just breakfast sandwich from Dunkin' Donuts. Hey man, he has a Tide Pod commercials. You're right. Anti pods. So um, yeah, the way they cover Gronk will be interesting because like because like because I think Gronk might just be going balls to the walls at this game and just like throwing his body around and just having no regard for his own safety. This is what I hope. This is what I hope the team does with him. I mean, I don't want him to end up with like an Alex Smith like space age cast, but hey. So maybe he does that, and it'll be interesting how much they like commit to Gronk. Like that will be kind of because up until now it'd be like just single cover Gronk. But then after last week, our championship game, I don't know. So that'll be interesting. Anywho, though, we are going to be taking a quick break here. When we come back, we will be having our our secret surprise guest call again. So that'll be fun, and we'll be talking to him about the Super Bowl. And then we'll move into some NBA stuff. So yeah, I'm Jake Holmes. You join a moment here alongside me. Elov just stepped into the building, and we will see you all in just a bit. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, Psst. hey, over here. What? Right here in the back. Where? Over by the fence. You, the bike? Yeah, the bike. Right in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. You know how lonely it is being left day after day, not being able to cruise the reservation? Pardon me? Remember when you got me for the kids? You told them, no, you kids go have fun. Enjoy the outdoors and be careful. Mm, yeah? I really miss it. Especially when they put that playing card in my spokes and I made a really cool sound the faster we went. Um... Well, could you get my tires a little air, dust off my seat, and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. 
<coughs> oh, you are dusty. Yeah, and I may need a couple of bolts tightened, too. Now let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas, get involved, get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Do you know which tree Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans? Which tree Abraham Lincoln used to cross a river? And what tree William Penn used as a landmark for his map? Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. There's an easy way to find out. Go to the National Arbor Day Foundation's website, arborday.org, for whatever you need to know about trees. At arborday.org, you'll find out what trees are right for planting where you live and that the oak is the people's choice for America's national tree. It was a Sunnybrook oak which Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans. You'll have to go to arborday.org for the other answers. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. That's arborday.org. Okay, fellas, thanks for checking out our membership meeting for the unstoppable IOTA Gamma Kappa fraternity. Candidates will be notified around mid-semester. Peace, peace. Have a good day. Yo, can you believe that white boy showed up? Who, Justin? Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty cool. He's doing a lot of work in the community. He gets decent grades. Oh, yeah, I played ball with him the other day. Old boy got a mean crossover. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. White people think that just because they could rap or hoop or something, they could be one of us. Now, what would happen if one of us went across campus and tried to join one of their fraternities? <laughs> Tell you what, it'll be a cold day and you know where before I let a white boy into this frat. You feel me? Nah, Trey. I don't feel you. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. Glasgow Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge, conveniently located at 1842 Smith Street, North Providence. Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eyes. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401 490 Zero, 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 zero. For a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, Have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding, understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. 
or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. This entire piece of music is played with only two instruments, a right hand and a left hand. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life with hands-only CPR. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. Hands-only CPR is recommended by the American Heart Association, and it's incredibly easy and effective. Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. The power to help save a life is in your hands. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN-FM. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley. Jordan Moment here alongside me. We're doing uh, something resembling a Super Bowl preview. But now we're going to kind of maybe bring things back to reality a bit. And we have a guest joining us. And even uh, even having a throwback segment. So now it's uh, for the first time in a while. It's time to uh, time to do your Job with Job Gudrid of, of, I believe, still RealSports101.com. I don't know, but uh, Job, how have you been? Oh, I've been good, Jake. Where, How are you? Where have you been? That's a better question. Uh, I've been working for the Peace Corps. Doing what? Uh, so I've been I, I've been uh, I've been doing minority recruiting for the Peace Corps for the last four or five months. Um, so I've been I've been busy, but I haven't been I haven't really been writing, but I have been watching. I have been listening. I have been following the team. Well, that's team. good. That's good. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I'm ready for another Super Bowl. Well, what have you? More importantly, what have you thought of the show? I mean, who cares about what you think about the team? I mean, this is. Oh, the show's great. Oh, well, that's good. Fantastic. I'm glad you think so. Next have, level stuff, Jake. Have you been watching that? Is? Have you been watching today? I have not, no. Well, good, good. Then, you, then we have some surprises in store for you. But first, we, we want to we talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, we just want to... I mean, I guess, like, first thing we talk about, kind of what we've been going, is just from trying to go over matchups. Like, what is your... 
I guess for you, like, what is it? What are some of the key matchups for you in this game? Like, we talked about kind of Aaron Donald and Sue versus the interior of the old line, the linebackers against both teams' running backs. You know, we talked about, we're talking about kind of Gronk, how they're going to choose to cover that. I mean, do you have any others that you're really looking at? Do you have any, I guess, like greater insight in any of those topics? Uh, well, my wild card matchup is going to be not really how they choose to cover the running backs, it's how they choose to cover the running back. And in that, I mean James White. Okay, yep. It's yep. going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be okay. a James White show. I'm not, I'm, not worried um, about the, wanna... uh, I'm not worried about the Sony Michelle passing game. Don't you worry. Yeah, we no, are, exactly. We are I don't, firmly I don't not... think that. The man who has like eight. It'll be an issue. No, one hundred percent. I think. I think today, you know, in training camp, they have no injuries for the first time in Super Bowl in the last five years. The team is entering uh, Super Bowl week with no injuries to report. The healthiest team the Patriots have had going into a Super Bowl since two thousand and one, I believe, um, and the healthiest that the team has ever has been in a long time. Uh, I'm excited for this game because I think that we hold some key matchup kind of advantages. Um, and the only disadvantage that I see is that matchup you mentioned about the O-line uh, against Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald because there really is no matchup for Aaron Donald in a one-on-one. And that was something we talked about, is that I do think that the Patriots are going to try and are going to succeed in taking Aaron Donald out of this game for the most part. I do. Just based on Belichick's history with players like him, like J.J. Watt, like, and, you know, even even eh, Von Miller they've had some trouble against. But like the Patriots have typically done their best trying to stop teams' best players. And I think they will be able to do it here. So I do think that Ndamukong and Sue is going to be the the bigger deal in this game. But sure, that's that's a that's a Belichick Brady one on one is don't let the other team's you know best player beat you. You know, make them go to option B or option C. Unfortunately, you know, option B for the LA Rams. This happens to be old old nemesis Ndamukong Sue, uh, the dirtiest player in the league, in my Oof, opinion. There's a take. So that's why I think that Aaron Donald will be more of a problem because Aaron Donald, I don't think you have to worry about hurting Tom Brady. <laughs> there won't be any, you know, dangerous hits from Aaron Donald that will hurt Tom Brady on purpose. And I think Ndamukong Sue is that player that in the first 10, 15 snaps of the game, is coming all-out blitz for Tom Brady in the hopes to knock him out of the game because the Brian Hoyer versus L.A. Rams Super Bowl, uh, that's just scary. Well, I mean, I mean, now I kind of want it. <laughs> but anyway. So, oh, really? No, I don't want that. No, God, no. Um, Danny, Etling, <laughs> Danny Etling, ride or die. But um, so I guess I mean, I do, oddly enough, though, like the Rams front, they're not big. Like Aaron Donald's not is like, what, 280? Like Sue isn't much bigger. So I do think that the Patriots are going to be able to run the ball in this game if they want to. I think that will be an element. I, I think so, too. I think it'll be an element of a, of a ground game, more so than we see uh, from past Patriots teams. But this season has kind of been the M.O., the most separate of this eh, team has well, been run the football, run the football, run the football, and then go to the weapons. Um, at least that's my opinion. I don't know what you've been seeing from this season. We haven't really talked about it since about August. Yeah. Um, my, how we're going to approach how we're going to approach games. Um, the last time we talked, actually, we were given our predictions. Oh, good, you remember because uh, I don't. What games this season? Oh, I do. For what games this season the Patriots were going to lose? Would you care to know how we did on those predictions? I would love to know how we did on those predictions. Okay, so you had them at ten wins. Oh, I was close. I had, I had, and I had them at eleven wins. 
Oh, God. We oh, were close. Wow. Okay, well. The games that we had them losing. You were right. <laughs> I was right, but you know what? The games that we had them losing, you were right. You had them losing to uh, Matt what? Patricia and the Lions in week four away I, on the road. I don't remember this at all, but I like um, this. I have them written down. Um, <laughs> I pulled them up when you, when you invited me on the show today. You're a Saint Joe because I write nothing down that I say. So continue. Uh, so you had them losing to the Lions in week four, and I had them losing to Miami. So we both pulled off some pretty interesting decisions in that note. Oh, I thought but I listed every game. The rest they... of them? Oh, I thought I listed every oh, no. game they were going to lose. Oh, no. Oh. We, we listed the trap games. Oh, we did. Um, we did list trap games. And the, the, two trap, the two trap games that we listed were you listed Detroit and I listed Miami. Oh. And both those games were, were, were well predicted by us. Yes. Unfortunately, causes the number one seed. This is good, Job. But anyway, I mean, back to not that it really ended up mattering all that much, apparently. Not, not, not at all. Because they're in the Super Bowl now. So. Tidbit to add to the show. But anyway, so I like that. I like that. I, I, had, I forgot I had them at 10 wins. Um, but in my defense, I also just had them in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, hey, things balance out. But looking at it, though, I think they should be able to run the ball. And I mean, main, like those are mainly the key matchups I see in this game. I mean, is there like, it, like the last thing being is like Jared Goff? I think is a wild card in this game because Jared really? Goff. Are you are you worried about Jared Goff um, being our defensive I, our defensive back? I mean, I'm not in a way, but like because Jared Goff has not been great in the playoffs, but also he led he did lead like a 13 point comeback against the Saints. Like he did keep the team afloat against the Cowboys, and I don't I like Jared Goff more than most people. But, like, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but also Mahomes scored 24 points in, like, five minutes. So, I, mm, like, I think, like, I think more, like, the other way, like, Jared Goff could, like, end up, like, not being able to, like, live up to the moment and, like, falling apart. But I don't know. But also, like, Nick Foles passed for 500 yards last year. So, I, what, what, so predicting anything is kind of crap and useless, apparently. But, I mean, like, how do you see Jared Goff performing in the game? Because we haven't talked about that, like, at all today. How do I see Garrett, Jared Goff performing? Well, the way that I see Jared Goff performing is uh, kind of a live and die by Todd Gurley. I think that is how the offense is built for Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams is live by Gurley, die by Gurley. Um, who has not been great to this point in the playoffs. Who has not, has not had a good time since, uh, since getting injured uh, with the right knee. Uh, and sitting a couple games, C.J. Anderson has, you know, old friends from uh, from Denver has stepped up. Who does and, not like uh, you calling really him made, fat, by the way. He just, really just not. I don't know if you saw those comments. I, I imagine you did, seeing as you mentioned it. Um, and I was he keep, has really and stepped I keep up saying he looks fat because it's very funny. He does. He How does. big he looks. He's but he is been chubby playing. out there. But you know what? He has been fantastic in these playoffs. He's a um, boy. Especially in their first game. And I think that this is going to be a flip-the-script game. I think that this game is going to be how well does our defensive line hold up against the L.A. Rams rushing attempts by Todd Gurley because I think if he rips off two or three of those 20-yard runs that he's capable of, we're in trouble because it sets up a play action, and there are a lot of receivers. I mean, Woods uh, is a weapon, but he's not the biggest weapon. There are weapons on that team. Even, you know, old players from the Patriots are on that team who could really expose our secondary, especially I'm thinking about uh, Jason McCourty, who's never really played with the lights so bright. He's never Uh been to a Super Bowl. This is his first playoffs. Um, I'm sure you've mentioned that on the show in previous weeks. Haven't you seen? Um, Don't you see Kevin Croston out there? 
Yes, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Jackson, especially. No, Jason uh, Jackson. Jackson a couple big. How now that this week fantastic. they're going to inevitably be calling every single PI call that happens, and it's going to be and it's going to be atrocious. Oh, 100%. The officiating will be uh, flag heavy, in my opinion. You know, throw the flag, ask questions later. <laughs> and it'll be the worst um, thing in the world. Because it'll be a heavily reaction to the Rams yes. Saints game. And it's uh, obviously is what we were just going to there, suck uh, for any listeners. But in that, in that regard, I think, you know, a youngster in Jesse Jackson who has been very physical with uh, receivers this year that he's been covering. He's been fantastic down the stretch for the Patriots. Uh, but he has been known to be flagged for pass interference, especially I'm thinking about the, in a Chargers game. Even though the game was already out of hand, he picked up two or three uh, what could have been big pass yeah. interference calls yeah. uh, late down that right sideline. Um, I don't even remember who he was guarding. I think it was Melvin Gordon at the time. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, and I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit worried about that down the stretch. But that's really – the referees are going to decide that for – for me, depending on how they call flags. Now, so I mean, I guess with that out of the way, I mean, I guess we got we got to do final predictions, Jordan. You perked up for these. You you go first, Job. Since you're since you're back, you you make the first prediction here. I'm gonna go 28-24 Patriots, and Wait. I think it's gonna be another great Tom Brady drive down the field, end in the touchdown, so that we can go home. No, Tom Brady the not of all on the game when, on the go ahead drive this year. He no, he's going to do exactly what he did against Kansas City. When he sacked Go from eight the for eight on third down. And he's going to win us the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter with under three minutes to go. Okay. Jordan, you. There's my prediction. Uh, I'm going to say 30-27 Rams. 30-27, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I, that, that, I, you hurts, know that what? hurts to hear. I just don't. <laughs> you know what? Um, last Super Bowl I thought was going to be low scoring and – they totaled out scoring like 80 points. So this year we're going to go uh, 21-14 Patriots. It's going to be a low score. Oh, I like, I like that. Be a, I like that score a, more. You know, Jordan's got me scared. going to be a low scoring <laughs> Super Bowl for no good reason. It shouldn't be. But there's, nobody's going to be able to score. Like it's going to be like 3-0 at halftime. It's going to be something really that's, weird. That's a hot take there. It dude. is. It is. Vegas I, would disagree with I you. I just thought of it. Uh, and so would everyone else. Well, jokes on the world because we all predicted something radically different. So one of us is going to be right. <laughs> that's that's true. I hope one of us is going to be right. It can be come, you. It can be me. I'll I hope come here and I'll play it. I'll play the show on Wednesday. I'll play the audio no matter what and be like, ah, we had it here on the stadium experience. We had the hot <laughs> prediction. We had the hot predictions here. Just I don't avoid playing the other. We'll get Elove in here to pick like and that one way, more you thing. You look like you're smart. We need Elove to pick like the seven zero game in favor of the Rams. Seven zero Rams. That would be that would be just drastically uh, undervaluing Tom Brady and Elove would be scaring me if that was not, not a seven, three, three nothing and clouded heading <laughs> with a 42-24 no 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 that would be a, that'd be a almost, prediction to talk about so, next week yeah that's that's all we got for you Job so thanks for calling in alright thank you Jake we'll and, hopefully, uh, hopefully see, I'll call in next week yeah, and we'll, we'll speak after again. the Super Bowl yeah alright we'll see you Job alright thank you man it feels, uh, feels good to uh, do your Job again Jordan, you know, as soon as the Patriots start playing well again, we get to do your job again. That's fitting. So we're going to move into kind of the last stage of things here. We're just going to move straight into basketball. because who, who needs to do multiple commercial breaks? 45-minute segments are the way radio works. Exactly. We didn't ask him about, uh, we didn't ask him about dark, dark, dark parcels of the wise. Mm. 
but that's okay. I think Joe, 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 we're not going to go too hard at him for week, week one back on the grind. He's been too busy with the Peace Corps. So, to switch gears to basketball, in the last few days, it's come out that Anthony Davis hasn't really demanded a trade immediately, but it's kind of said that he'd like to be traded, but is also willing to stay in New Orleans. But like the, 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 the general thing is that Anthony Davis is not, you know, he is not going to re-sign with New Orleans at the end of the season when he's eligible to, which means he's going to leave, which puts the onus on New Orleans to, you know, get rid of him. Because the last thing on the planet you want is to let Anthony Davis walk for free. Now, that being mm -hmm. said, there is a lot of, there's a lot to this. Because this is, you know, Danny Ainge is like breaking the glass in his office right now. Like, this is what the Celtics have been waiting for for years. Yes. No doubt. Like, they've been waiting for Anthony Davis to not want to be in New Orleans, which, once again, don't want to tick all over New Orleans for the second week in a row. It's one of my favorite cities in America. Not a great sports market. Home of the perpetual choker, who is Sean Payton, but... Ooh. Don't you mean it's home of the uh, unjustly... The, gr the greatest victim treated. of our time, Sean Payton. Exactly. And the New Orleans Saints. Yes, the greatest victims of our time. But anyway, all I'm saying is that the Saints choked less in the playoffs when they had Archie Manning, objectively <laughs> speaking. But anywho, not to get back into my Saints hot take bag, but not to just rip on this team that I don't root for and we never talk about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, yeah, next week it's going to be all Jaguars takes. But anyway, um, Jesus Christ, uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, so Anthony Davis has basically, like, they have to trade Anthony Davis at some point. Maybe not now, maybe at the end of the season. And it is a really interesting, it is a bizarre situation. Because remember, the big thing, the key is that the Celtics, if you don't know yet, I feel like we talk about this like every couple of weeks, Anthony Davis, but the Celtics cannot trade for Anthony Davis right now. Did we talk about the Rose Rule last week? I feel like we did. You did. We did. Yeah, the Rose Rule, like, they can't trade him because of Kyrie's contract. But at the end of the season, they can because Kyrie's trying to catch up. They can sign Kyrie to a new deal or not. Do, 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 do. That is not of the Rose Rule. The only way they could trade for Anthony Davis is if they traded Kyrie, which, I mean, I wouldn't mind in a vacuum, but I don't think that would happen. But because Kyrie isn't going to re-sign in New Orleans, so they wouldn't take him for Anthony Davis. So it's interesting because from reading the tea leaves, because you cannot trade, you cannot trade for Anthony Davis and give up the assets it would take to give up Anthony Davis unless you know he's going to resign at the end of the season. You just can't. And the issue is there are a lot of reports and there are a lot of people who are trying to say that Anthony Davis is not interested in resigning with the Celtics or he wouldn't be, which is bad because then you can't trade for it. You can't, you can't trade for a year of Anthony Davis and hope he resigns at the end of the year. Now that being the, it, it's tough because the Celtics at the end of the season will have the most assets to give up, the most, you know, appealing trade package. But really, the Pelicans, it's it's such a hard because the Pelicans are held hostage by Davis. Basically, like they cannot just go out to every team and be like, "Hey, what's the best offer?" and then take the best offer, because teams won't make those offers unless they know where he wants to go. So objectively, the Kings could probably make him a great offer. 
Anthony Davis does not want to go play for the Kings. If you're Anthony Davis, do you want to go play for the Kings, Jordan? No. Exactly. Now, that leaves the Lakers. And if I, if I had to bet, I'd say Anthony Davis is going to wind up on the Lakers. If not this season, then in the offseason. Because the Lakers have enough assets to make an appealing package. And remember, also, NBA trades. In a vacuum, a player might be worth X amount. But he's not. Oh, you're not going to get that for a player most of the time. Because really, it's how much is a player worth relative to the teams that can make the trade. Mm-hmm. And usually when a player of this caliber becomes available, you'd think everybody would want to make this trade, which is true. Any team would want Anthony Davis, who's, what, 25 years old and, like, a top five player in the NBA? Any team's going to want him, but most teams are precluded from that because of their cap, because of their assets, because of where they are in a rebuild, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, because they're crappy and in a bad market and Anthony Davis isn't going to want to play there. So yeah, like it comes down to like two or three teams can make the trade, and then they're bidding against each other. And they're that's not like a you're gonna get less out of that than you're gonna get out of a 30 team bidding. You look exhausted, Jordan. I'm so hungry. Then you're gonna want out of a 30 <laughs> team bidding war. I haven't eaten in we ten go, hours. We go get food. Anyway, so you're gonna get so the Lakers right now they have. Enough assets to make it. They don't have better assets than the Celtics. I'm not gonna like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and a bunch of picks. That's not better than what the Celtics have. I'm not saying that, but they do have an appealing package, and that might be where like there are reports that that might be where Anthony Davis wants to play, because him and LeBron are represented by Rich Paul. It's the same age, which is none of this is groundbreaking stuff. However, though, Jordan, mm-hmm. my friend. And I'm not saying definitively that Anthony Davis doesn't want to come play in Boston. But also, it seems like guys are obsessed with going to the Lakers. And this would be the chance for the Lakers to get that star that they've been lacking to pair along with LeBron. Can you imagine that? It would be, then you have Anthony Davis and LeBron. And then you, maybe like Kawhi goes there. And is that a team, Jordan? Uh, Maybe. That's a team. And the Warriors might be breaking up at the end of this year. Uh, that's, also, that's the rumor. Also, according to my sources, whom I have for some, I do have NBA sources on this, Jordan. <laughs> I do. Uh, tell me, tell me, trying, some of your trying sources. to wait to sprinkle them in. I'm trying to get to that. So uh, you could end up with that team. You could end up with. The point is, like, there's a lot of reasons that Anthony Davis would want. From the Pelicans' perspective, it makes the most sense to train to the Celtics because they can give you the most. But this is the NBA. And the organizations do not control these sorts of things this day and age. They don't. And the Celtics, they're not the Raptors. Like the Celtics aren't gonna like just take the risk that they can hopefully get Anthony Davis to resign. Because that would like like that would blow up everything that Ainge has been building up to. If they mm-hmm. trade what it would take. So if you're the Pelicans, and then so it's tough. So if you're the Pelicans, you can't, it's almost like it's hard to risk waiting to the end of the year and seeing what the Celtics can offer. Because you get there, it's either you can't, the Celtics can't offer you anything now, so then all you'll be stuck with is like a lesser offer from the Lakers. Because now they're going to bring their, now once the Celtics are completely out of it, the Lakers are going to bring their price down, or they're going to bring their offer down. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, like I like that's what I'm saying. So it almost feels like the safest bet for the Lakers is just take the mega deal from the Lake, from the Lakers now, or the Pelicans, is to take the mega deal from the Lakers now, and then, you know. You get you get you get Lonzo and Nola, 
Lonzo and Sean Payton and uh and LeVar Ball can complain together. That's a combo. I miss hearing I, I miss LeVar. I don't like the one person on the planet who misses hearing like LeVar Ball crap. I miss it. Do you miss it? No. I enjoy it. Like I, I, I know, yeah, I am like the one person I play who's still kind of into it, but I'm into it. Man almost gave me a hat once. I tell you my LeVar Ball story? No. No, when I was at the draft last year, he was leaving at the end. Everybody was booing him. He just took off his hat and he threw it into the crowd and I almost caught it. But I didn't, so I didn't get that big baller brand hat. Because I would wear that all the time. Find my LeVar Ball worn big baller hat. Yeah. So. Why did you go to the NBA draft? Because I want to see the Celtics pick first overall. Why? Because when was the last time a team in Boston had the first overall pick in a draft? I mean, probably the Patriots only fall apart in like six years. Yeah, probably, yeah the Patriots only like they picked Bledsoe, so it's been a long time. So I was excited, and then they traded down, and I was like, well, now I'm going to go see them pick third. That's less exciting. And then it was fun. I enjoyed going. Got to go to the Barclays Center. Got to see Miles Turner be like the sideline reporter for some reason. And I kept really hoping that Miles Turner was going to get traded during the draft. Because he would have been the guy who would have had to report on the trade. I was just really curious how that would be handled. It didn't happen. But anyway, so back to this. So, like, Jordan, like, it almost kind of feels like the safest option for the Lakers, I mean, for the Pelicans, is to trade to the Lakers. And that's not good for the Celtics, because now you're seeing reports come out that Kyrie might not be so committed to staying with the Celtics. Mm. Including what my sources have told me. Which is that Kyrie wants to be a Nick. And that he might go team up with Kevin Durant. On the Knicks. On the Knicks. That's nasty. That is nasty. So that might be without. Porzingis doesn't want them. And if that. (laughs) Porzingis. Kevin Knox wants that team all to himself. Exactly. Don't you dare try to intrude on Courtney Lee's team. Yep. Like, listen, you can be here, but you're the second and third guy to Courtney Lee. 100%. 100%. Frank Nitlinka. <laughs> That's his squad. Yep. But no, so. <laughs> the Knicks are gross. <laughs> They're so gross. <laughs> I like Kevin Knox, though. Yeah. I mean, I love Porzingis when he wasn't hurt. But. Anywho, so. Now, if that happens, and then, the, and then Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers and the Celtics are just left with nothing, that would be sad. Because <laughs> if that happens, the Celtics don't have a max cap. Don't have a max space even if Kyrie just walks. Because the NBA cap is weird. So, Celtics could kind of just be left holding on to the corpse of Gordon Hayward, mm-hmm. Al Horford, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And like trying to like re-sign Rozier, I guess. Yeah. So that will be rough in a two-year patch. So, um, yeah, this is going to be, once again, it's like the Celtics every like four months is like, oh boy, time for another definitive point in Danny Ainge trying to build a contender here. So, yeah, so that might be happening. And once again, that's what my people are telling me, that Kyrie wants to leave. Kyrie is out. Is he? Yeah, it's not even, it's just, it's not even like Celtics, it's not even like negative stuff about the Celtics. It's just like, he would just rather be somewhere else. It's not even necessarily like, he, he announced a new movie. He did. It's a spooky movie. Ooh. It's a movie about a haunted house in Oklahoma City. 
So it's a spooky, which is not me saying Kyrie to OKC confirmed, by the way. Kyrie to OKC confirmed. Kyrie for Westbrook? No, mm. Kyrie and Westbrook. Mm. Durant goes back. Westbrook at the two? Yep, and Durant goes back. So then, to it's, then it's Kyrie, Westbrook, Durant, Paul George, and Steven Adams? Yep. Or do you have Kevin Durant come off the bench so you can start Andre Roberts? No, Kevin Durant plays. <laughs> no, no, no. Kevin Durant starts. <laughs> so, and, you know, and yeah, like, like, if this, like, I don't want this to happen. But, yeah, I mean, Joe, like, what do you make of this? Like, like, how, like, like do you think this would look bad for the Celtics if they, like, if this is what wound up happening in the offseason? A little bit. But I assume that they would have some sort of contingency plan if Kyrie does walk. You see, like the problem is though, like the the cap situation, it's tough because if he leaves, it's not like they can just then go sign a max free agent. Like I don't know the exact cap math, but like Kyrie's not on a max deal right now, and the Celtics have two of the best contracts. And yeah, and like I know that people have, like I thought for a while, like oh Kyrie's staying because he said he was going to resign. And then I started thinking about this last night. To leave us like LeBron left us. It's a, it's a great question. Um, no, I won't. So it's not like there isn't a precedent for that. So Kyrie might be leaving. Eh. And that kind of sucks. Eh. What do you mean, ah? Eh? I mean, he's going to the Knicks. The Knicks are destined for another 80 yeah, years of obscurity. But I, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter. I still want him on the Celtics. Like, it doesn't matter if he's just being doing nothing with the Knicks. Him and Because that would suck. Because if Durant goes to the Knicks, that means that now the Warriors don't exist. And the title window would be open for the Celtics. But then it won't be. The Warriors will still exist. But yeah, but they won't have, like, Durant. <laughs> so they'll be slightly less good. Yeah, and so they'll probably be beatable. The- that team lost to the Cavs with, like, Kyrie and LeBron. That team was beatable. Although, like, DeMarcus Cousins has been, like, balling out. And now this, like, DeMarcus Cousins now has the Warriors playing with, like, historic court rating. Sell, that, the starting lineup for the Warriors right now is plus 35 and a half. And there we go. Oh, sorry. Like, this season's a wash. Like this, like this one's done. Like, 2018 to 2019, you can just you can just count it for the Warriors. Like, not that you couldn't before, but, like, Demarcus Cousins is back in his and he's better than and his shooting percentages are better than ever. His turnovers are lower than ever. Like just just you know pack it in everybody. Like no need to tune the TNT for a while here. Warriors in their 18th finals appearance in a row. So um yeah. So Kyrie might be leaving. I'm pretty sure the Warriors have been in, in the finals every year I've been. No, every year since since what? I don't know. I'm trying to find like a relevant point in my life. Every year since I started college. Yeah, definitely. I think every year. I remember I was at my graduation party being like, man, Iggy's going to be the key in this in this finals. And he was. He won the finals MVP that year. Remember he when did. Iggy won the finals MVP? Because Steve Kerr was like, hmm, maybe I should start uh, Iguodala over, over uh, David Lee. David Lee, who then became a Celtic. David Lee, who was a Celtic for like 30 games. So, yeah, so basically, um, according to people I talk to who know stuff, uh, Kyrie's gone, Anthony Davis is going to be a Laker, and everything sucks. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. 
Because I would love the Anthony Davis, Kyrie, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, Celtics. Might not be happening. It's probably not happening. So, yeah. So, because players control the NBA and Anthony Davis basically, like, declared that he wanted to be traded to the Lakers on the, on the DL. I mean, he got fined $50,000, which is one five hundred and eighth of what he makes in a season. So... Also, this is like the thousandth like collusion thing against the Lakers. So I don't know if like they have to start like penalizing them more for that. But like Magic Johnson just straight up like tells players that he's gonna trade, like tells players to demand trades to the Lakers in like press conferences. It's not much the NBA can really do about that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't know, Jordan. So LeBron's gonna be getting Anthony Davis and. I like Kyrie's not going to the Lakers. Like people have been throwing that around, which I almost want that to happen just because it would be wild. Like that would be even worse as a Celtics fan. Cause that would mean that the Celtics locker room has been so dysfunctional that it sent Kyrie back to LeBron. Uh but like just as like somebody who just loves the Kyrie Le- Lonzo trade. But just for somebody who like lo- not nah, be a trade, it would just be him walking. <laughs> but as somebody who just loves to s- see things like crash and burn and go in the most bizarre route possible, yeah, like I I I would be down with like Kyrie going back to the Lakers as a neutral party. As somebody who loves nonsense. Yeah, and then like Kyrie and like LeBron can team up and like make movies well, together. I mean the most nonsensical thing is that him, LeBron I mean, not Al Horford. Uh, well, no, the most. Dar- the most. <laughs> Wait, we're, ta- we're talking about Anthony Davis. Jesus. Uh, they all go to like the Kings. That's the most nonsensical route. <laughs> that they all just Cousins da- leaves. He's like, I just left two years ago on a recruiting trail. Like, I got AD for us. Clay Thompson's coming with me. They all just go. They to all the, go to the Kings. All just go to the Kings. Clay and AD both go to the Kings. Like, yep. <laughs> Demarcus they, Cousins. They, Demarcus Cousins has just been leading a real covert like recruit. Now that that would probably be tampering. That that the Kings might lose a draft pick over. Eh, I mean, if they get all of them, what's the point? Well, if like Cousins like brings all the guys like he was playing with like the last two years when he went to all the different teams. Yep. It was all just a long for. He's just been like, hey Clay, you know we got this uh, these great clubs in uh Sacramento. Yep. <laughs> He's like, hey AD, you know you know we don't like Nolans too much. You know what is great Sacramento. Like Rondo follows them for some reason. Like yep. Rondo was R- R- Rondo, like long-term teammate of Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be the squad. Then you got, a, then so then you the- have De'Aaron Fox, like Buddy Heald, Clay, Ad, Cousins, Kyrie. No, Kyrie doesn't. No, Kyrie's in L.A. No, Kyrie's going to the Kings, man. Kyrie and no, Ky, no, Ky, Kyrie and Kawhi both go to the both go to the Lakers. No, they're all going to the Kings. The entire league. Yes. Does Kevin Durant go to the Kings? All free Draymond? agents in the approaching year are going to the Kings. Kings gonna have a super team. Yes. <laughs> I believe it. I buy it. Do you have any sources on this? Uh, yeah, maybe. 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 No, Jordan, you got to bring your sources to the show, man. What are you talking about, man? I know your name's not in the title, but it doesn't mean you can't you can't bring it. Doesn't mean you don't have to give me your sources. Whoa, 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 whoa. These are uh Come on, Jordan. Lo- I, I introduce you as 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 usual now, Jordan. Like you've come up in the world. This, like, this these are confidential people. Jordan, come on. Once once you get the as usual with me, uh, like you got to be giving me sources. Like you got to be bringing something to the table here besides takes. Like <laughs> You gotta be really contributing to the show now. I am really contributing. I mean, except when I ask you to talk for a minute while I do something. Look, look, Jay. I don't know what's happening. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to get these sources. You tell me you got sources. I brought sources here today. Like I'm, and I'm telling you, I have real sources. I'm on fumes right now. <laughs> what do you want to do for dinner, Jordan? Where I don't do you, know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. What are you hungry for? 
I don't know, just anything. All right, so we'll get to that. But first, yeah, so basically the NBA is a giant load of nonsense, and I really don't want it to be fixed. Like, we're talking about this, like, maybe, like, players shouldn't all be able to be represented by, like, one agent. <laughs> maybe one agent shouldn't be able to represent, like, half of the All-Stars. But also, like, I don't really care. So... Yeah, that's what's going on. Problem is that Danny Ainge has made the mistake of trying to build his team through acquiring assets and making trades and working with other organizations instead of, like, getting LeBron and his agent to call everybody for him. So, yeah, that's what's going on with that. Any final thoughts on the NBA, Jordan? Besides, you know, Kyrie the Nick. Uh, that the Knicks must suffer for some sort of atonement. Kyrie the Nick making movies. Yep. Kyrie... Kyrie making movie. Hey, you know, maybe what happens is um, when Space Jam 2 happens, instead of Bill Murray helping LeBron at the end, it's going to be Kyrie. Oh. And that's going to be how they announce Kyrie to the Lakers. And they all just they all just end the game. And like <laughs> say, out of the tunnel LeBron, comes Kyrie. No, LeBron's like, hey, Kyrie, I know your clothes got ruined. I gave no. you this, and it's just a Lakers Kyrie jersey. But no, 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 but wait a minute. And then Kyrie makes the final three at the end. Uh. He makes like the corner three that seals the game away. But then when LeBron is like, like take like like being like yeah i'm really glad to win mvp but wait a minute then he gets kyrie and he's like this is just as much me as you so kyrie finally gets the credit he deserves so also lebron like kyrie learned that leading is hard but lebron also learned something about appreciating his peers a little more oh Oh. then we all learn a lesson yeah, like both of them are sad now. Like both both of them aren't like Kyrie's like in like Le, like Kyrie's apologizing to LeBron. Kyrie's like, oh, I got to deal with these twenty two year olds. Like man, like Jason Tatum. Like I don't this Like I'm a, I'm so much older than these guys at twenty five. Like I don't know how to get through to them. And then LeBron's like with the Lakers playing with like Rondo and like Alonzo Ball. Like <laughs> I can't imagine that. Like what LeBron's going through right now is what he imagined being on the Lakers is like. Like, he must have thought that they were going to get another star. Like, he must have thought that somebody was going to follow him there. And then, like, it must have gotten, like, past, like, free agency. And he was like, wait a minute. Where's Kawhi? Where's Cousins? Like, where's anybody? Oh, God, I actually got to play with these guys? Like, in the corner, there's just, like, Brandon Ingram and, like, Kuzma. Like, we're here for you, LeBron. He's like, oh, God. Oh, God, what's going on? Then, like, Kyrie is, like, in Boston. Like, Terry Rozier is trying to act like he should be playing over him. They're both just miserable. They're both just looking out the. <laughs> They're both just looking out the window, like missing each other deeply, thinking about each other and each other's dreams. Yeah, like I, like I cannot imagine that. Like this is what LeBron envisioned. Like this is just both of them just. I don't know, never mind. No memes. But anyway, so yeah, so that's why that's why Space Jam 2 is gonna tell a lot about the NBA offseason. Exactly. Like they just they drop no more Woj bombs. You're only gonna find out about NBA move moves through Space Jam 2. Mm. Or like the spooky Uncle Drew movie. So any anything else, Jordan? Uh no. We can go feed you? Yeah. Alright. Final about do it do it for us here. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. We'll be back next week to uh, probably discuss the Super Bowl. It might come up with a time or two. So until then, have a good weekend. Have a fun Super Bowl. Jordan, what are you doing for the Super Bowl, by the way? Uh, nothing. Do you want to take care of me? Uh, Incidentally? No, no. Do you want to volunteer to be my babysitter? No. You're going to be my babysitter. No. Anyway, we'll see you next week. I will leave you to die. Me and Jordan. Jesus Christ, Jordan.
just like everybody else. Me and Jordan will be... <laughs> we'll go over what's going on. We'll talk. Hopefully, my week will be going better by then. And, yeah, we'll be back next week, 4 to 6 p.m. Have a lovely week, lovely weekend. We will see you guys next time.